Hello. Hello. Do, do I sound okay? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, oh. Microphone is microphone. Speaker is... There we go. Hello. 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 Oh, it's still not right. Hold on. Oh, goodbye. No, no, don't go. Don't go. <laughs> uh, let's see. We want uh, big boys. Where are my big boys? <laughs> oh, my big boys are not connected. Yeah, hello. 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 Right, hold on. Uh, now I got big boys as a choice. There we go. How about now? How about now? How's oh, better? Yes, I can hear you in my ears. This is much better. Better, better here, better here, better now. Yeah, better now. <laughs> how um, uh, how's my how's my audio? Your your audio is good. How so? I have a question for you. How's your audio my... is great. So can can I tell you this? This is embarrassing. Can you tell me a secret? <laughs> I'm going to tell you a secret. Are you not good at computers? No, I I. I don't think I'm truthfully, I'm not sure I'm good at anything. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna turn my video on. I'm gonna show you something. Okay. And okay. Okay. So see how my microphone is right now? Yeah, you're using you're using a good microphone technique. It's right next to your mouth. I I I normally don't do it like this. And okay. uh, I, I do it like this. Oh and I yeah. And oh, so I could, shoot. I, yeah. Here, here's the thing. Um, that is, you have what is called a directional mic. Yeah. So it turns and you, out and you have to point it the right direction. It turns out that I don't, how long have we been doing podcasts? No, but you, but you haven't always done that, right? I, yeah. No, I have. I have, I, well, so I shouldn't, shouldn't say I haven't always done that, but I have most of the time with this microphone in this setup. So but it only recently got bad. Yeah, and which I, makes me think: is there is there a setting on the microphone? Is it could there be, like a toggle switch. But and so I I was I've spent some time doing some investigating about this. <laughs> oh, so what you're saying is you are good at technology? Well, I'm good at <laughs> I'm good at, at, good at, at figuring at, stuff out. So, well, sometimes I'm good at like understanding this is not right. Mm, what mm -hmm. right? And so everything that I read about this is that it had to do with. The way that my microphone was set up, not my connections, not anything else that I, it, I've been I, legitimately using my microphone incorrectly. Well, you know, funny, funny story. I did because we, we famously, as people know, we record this with our cameras off um, unless we turn our cameras on. And I, I did notice at one point that you didn't really seem to be have, have your microphone like correctly situated, but yeah. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be that guy. You need, I needed you to be that guy. <laughs> I needed you to be that guy because, but, uh, but yeah. what, I don't, what I don't understand is why, because it didn't always used to sound this like that. Right. 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 I, so I, I, I don't know, maybe I what it could be like one of these things where, over time, it was getting worse and worse and mm. worse. Um, there's an ep there's an episode of one of my favorite shows, and I think I've told you about this show before, but it's not a show that you've watched. Um, but I might have given it might have helped helped you acquire some episodes of this. Um, it's a it's a show on uh, from CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting System, um, or not system, C uh, corporation called the newsroom and it's the not newsroom, the newsroom. yes yeah, yeah right, right right yes so i think it was on pbs at one point 
Um, I'll put this in show notes. It's coming to you in the right spot. I almost put it in the chat. Anyway, there is, I think, in season two, one of my favorite characters is this guy, Jim Walcott, who is, um, well, and let, let me, uh, I'll, I'll just read from the Wikipedia page. Uh, Jim Walcott is City, City Hours. So City Hours, the name of the news news program that's on the newsroom, is City Hours similarly shallow but far less intelligent anchorman. And he is similarly shallow to the producer, George Finley, who is really maybe one of my favorite all-time characters in anything. Right. Um, and so, so this microphone, there's an episode of the uh, of the newsroom where Jim somehow gets obsessed with how high his hair is not not how big it is but how high it is and then mm -hmm. every day he is putting more product and more uh focus in making his hair higher and and i think that that might have been what was happening with my microphone oh you're I, making your microphone higher every yeah but every little every day like instead of yeah. direction at me I would just yeah. move it a little higher and then I'd move it a little higher. Then it was dropping down. And then if you could, oh, if, if okay. you compared what I used to do to what I was doing, like, you know, a snapshot of what it was two weeks ago, uh, it would have been, it's high. It's really high. Yeah. And now how I've does got he it. sing so high? Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> when he talks, he's just an ordinary guy. He's just an ordinary guy. Uh, so, oh gosh. Um, yeah, it, it is. So I think I think I had Jim Walcott hair microphone. It's just it's just yeah. gradually getting higher and higher and higher. Yeah, no, that, that, that actually makes I fixed sense, it, right? Right? Yeah. right? Like it's totally yeah, yeah. It this was the entire problem. So what let's go back to the last episode where I where I blamed my microphone issue on uh, on our fantastic facility staff cleaning it. No, it's probably got not, it's almost certainly has nothing to do with that it is that I was using it incorrectly. Ugh. So there you anyway. go. What weird, right? Like why, why would I have moved it high and high and high over time? And, and now I just have, I've correct microphone placement, but I, I, I still have trouble with the arm that it doesn't go exactly where I want it to go all the time. Like the, the, the microphone itself is not heavy enough for it to like not spring up all the time. So if I touch right. it a little bit, it's going to go anyway. That's that I'm work I'm working on that. So, but well, well I want to. Uh, here we go. I, I will show you briefly here how I am recording. Oh, okay. Uh, which is uh, rolling old school today. <gasps> oh, with my road. Because because you're at the road, you're on. Because you're on the I'm, road. I'm on the road. <laughs> on the road with your road. <laughs> Damn it! I left my bell at home. Oh well, here, there you go. I maybe and who okay, knows if, there we go. Thank you. Could, did you hear it, or did it sound like a class? Uh, I I could hear it faintly. Yeah. Oh, let me. Yeah. Well, we won't. We won't. Uh, we won't adjust that too much. But okay, good. All right, microphones uh, 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 assembled. Microphones are in the right place. We are. <laughs> we are good to go. They're directionally in the right direction. I. They're close. They're not too high. No, they're close and not too high. Um. Yes. Uh, oh gosh. Um, so uh, I this, this actually just going back to the newsroom makes me want to rewatch the newsroom. It's such a fantastic show, and there's only uh, let's see, thir thirty six episodes. Like I might be able to watch it this weekend. <laughs> well, you know, one thing you could do that would take significantly less time um, would be to listen to the the wonderful um, uh, 
pavement song that I referenced earlier, uh, which has the lyric, what about the voice of Getty Lee? How did it get so high? high. Um, yes. I wonder if he speaks like an ordinary guy. Um, and then the backing vocalist, uh, Bob says, I know him and he does. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, I can listen to that. Yeah, that's that's easy. That's like you don't even need a weekend for that. You just just uh, just load that uh, here. I'll, I'll send you. I'll, uh, oh, you know what? I because I got a new phone, it means that messages on my Mac is once again screwed up. Um, and I and I have to repeatedly log in with my Apple ID until it just works. Um, famously. Oh. Thank you, Steve Jobs. Oh. Um, I, I don't and I, and I did this multiple times before. And I don't know what there's something I have to do before it like sticks and messages will work on my Mac. But anyway, I got a new phone. It's titanium. Uh, it's nice, isn't it? Did you get a it's very nice? The, did you get the big boy or did you just get the regular one? Like, I got the the, get the pro the, pro regular? Pro regular, yeah. That's what I got. That's I like it. I it took me a little bit of time to adjust to it because remember I had a mini. And right. And it's it is about the same weight but it is bigger is that that's kind of oh, weird, right? interesting like, yeah. yeah my yeah the, relative to the one that i had this is thinner and i think it's slightly less heavy yeah. um but it's yeah but it's super nice um and oh the only the only frustration oh and and speaking we're going to close a lot of loops on this one so you know you know those cool little um things that you told me about to wrap your cords up yeah yeah yeah, I found uh, what I think is a new use for them um, okay. because I have bought some lightning to USB-C adapters because I have a yes. ton of lightning cables. And most importantly, in our car, our cars, we have two of them, one in each car. Um, and I told my wife, as soon as I got my phone, you're going to have to get one of these because we're going to move. We're going to be all in on USB-C soon. But in the yeah. meantime, I need these adapters. And I got the brilliant idea. I could I, I ordered some um lightning to USB-C adapters but they're going to get lost so but I can super glue one end of one of those stretchy things to it and then Ooh. I can secure that in the car. Oh, that's a really good idea. Isn't that? Yeah. Huh. Huh. That's uh so I like I like that. Um there was something I was going to tell you about that I bought that I thought you might want to buy too. Um mm. what was it? Oh, oh, I so with your new with your new toy your mm. phone no for the, the toy you need for your work your phone like i mean it's, yeah for my, i need it for my work man you, you need not only do you need it for your work you need it for your for your life because you know we we how would we live without phones um uh, i also have a, a mag a, a couple of these magnetic anchor um charging stands that if you i have one beside my bed at home because if mm -hmm. you turn it to the sideway to sideways it will go into standby mode and it now looks like a clock in standby mode. Oh. You can turn that on and it is so gate like it's game changing hmm. um, because I don't need a clock now. Like, like when I travel, um, I have a charger um, and uh, it will like, it's a magnetic charger that, that I travel. Oh, maybe it's not magnetic, but it's like a angle charger. And then when I'm in a hotel room, um, I now have my own clock. Like I don't have to worry about whether the clock that they have is, is correct. I just unplug it because, you know, sometimes people set the alarms on those things and it becomes a problem. Do you know? Yeah. You know what? what yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What I often will do is either I will unplug the hotel clock or I will, 
I'll turn it against the wall so I don't have to look yes. at the light. Um, but I just use I just have I just use my phone, which is on. I ha- and I do have a very nice charging station that's a combined watch and phone charging station that sits on my nightstand and also comes with me in my suitcase. But so what? Okay, this, let's get into let's get into our yep. sleep habits. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Like, how do you know what time it is without reaching out to touch the time? I don't want to move my arms when I'm sleeping. Um, I, I, I have, I play this little game with myself, Ben, and this is, uh, this is just between you and me. Oh, Nobody yeah. else knows this. No, I, um, I'm excited for when, this. When, when, when I wake up in the middle of the night, which I often do because I'm a man of a certain age, yeah, um, who needs to urinate, um, I will, or, or just the dog jumps up or something. I will yeah. say I'm awake. I, I think based yeah. on how Wait, it sounds I, and how it looks, I think it's X o'clock or X oh. 30 o'clock. And then I look at the phone and I check myself and I'm usually within a half an hour. Okay. So you don't want to have that in your face because you want to play the game. Like, like if it was, yeah. you could still well, play that game without looking at your phone. Right? I, could, <laughs> I could, I could, I could. Yes. But I guess what I'm saying is I don't, yeah, I don't need to know the time without moving my arms. Oh, okay, I'm okay, okay. To move my arms. Yeah, I don't oh, want to. And move I will my say, arms. in in our in our home bedroom, um, uh, my wife has a red LED clock that's uh, sort of on uh, across the room, and I can just sort of pick my head up and I can look at that. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the what I'm going to tell you, and this has like changed my life, is that my phone is now a red LED clock. Like it, okay. it is always is always on. It, uh, it, when it's in standby mode, when I'm here, I'm here in my office today, I was going to take a picture of it, but I can't because I would take a picture of it with my phone. Like, cause I can't take a picture of my phone. Uh, yeah. You can't take a picture of your phone with your phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so right now it is, uh, Whoa, you know what I can do? Hang on, hang on. I got an iPad here. I'm going to take a yeah. picture with my iPad so you can see what I'm, what I'm working with here. Um, and, uh, Oh, well actually let me even, I don't even have to do that. Oh, I do. I was gonna say I can just show you on on my uh, on on the Zoom, but I can't because it's attached to a to a thing. Um, camera is how I will take this picture. You you will see this coming your way now, um, or not quite now because I got to go into photos. This is this is makes for great great um, television. People, Which, people do love the, the, the shows where we look stuff up on the internet and send yeah. it to each other. Well, what if, what about the one where we talk about sending each other pictures on the internet? <laughs> um, so, uh, it should be, should be coming, coming your way. Yep. The, it has now arrived. Um, uh, do you see my, see what I got? Let's see here. Hold on. I got, I can't look at it famously, Ben, again, I cannot look at it on my computer. Oh, that's nice. Is that like cool? That. All right. So that's so my, that. That is all right. So that is your watch or your your phone in yep. sleep mode. Yes, but it's on a stand. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I so like I have a so now I have this stand in my office, and it tells you oh. like it, this like it tells you you know instead of you know I've got clocks all over the place, right? But I don't have to touch anything. It's always on, and it tells you what the temperature is outside. It tells you the day. Um, hmm. you can set it up so there's other things that it can show you. Like it's all. Like it can show you pictures. It can show you a calendar view. There's this nice one that but, shows. But the, again, this is all configurable on yeah. the but, phone. Yes. Which, and it simply activates when the phone is placed on its side. Yep. Does it always work if the phone is on its side or when it's 
attached it, to this? Like, what is it? That, it's what it is charging. It's this, uh, what it's, oh, oh, what it's it charging. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay, and it's cool. called so, but I think it's only on the 15s and it's called standby. Oh, mode. so now you can do this. Mode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all like, is that so anyway, this, I, I have these and the, the charger that you see there, I can also put my, um, my, uh, AirPods on it and they'll, they'll charge wires wirelessly. Um, cool. but the one I have at home, I can put my watch on the back and then I have this travel one that all folds up. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So this is what I've been doing. Like this, th this is, so the other thing that I did, cause I've been, I, I, I'm not, I don't travel nearly as much as I used to. Um, mm. but, but I do, um, you know, like well, this week I went to DC for the day and, mm. uh, I, you know, I like to be minimal, right. You know, we've talked about, I'm, I'm constantly trying, it, it's the opposite of Jim Walcott's hair and my, <laughs> my microphone. I am trying to bring less things with me right. everywhere I go. Right. Yep. I've got, I've got a tiny little bag. I've got, I've, I've minimized. Small, keep a small bag packed. I keep a small bag packed and ready to go. Um, I've got, I've got a small bag with bag inside of a bag as well. Uh, like multiple bags inside the bag. That, that's a, it's, I'm a, I'm a packing cube person. I never used to be. This is, it's all a, it's a revolution. Um, mm. but, uh, on, on planes, I, um, always, always Don take my iPad. Like that's my mm. primary, but, but with the new yeah. phone, um, I sometimes don't even need the iPad. I can watch a little, a little TV just on my phone, but I bought mm. a magnetic stand for the back of the phone and I'll send you a link to this because this has also been really, really cool because it, it's like a little, uh, um, like I don't want something to fix. Would, I don't, I don't want a pop socket. You know what those would are? You, yes. Yes. Yeah. Would you do yeah. me a favor though? I know it, it's non-canonical, um, but yeah. would you uh, would you please um uh, send it to me in the zoom chat because oh i will uh, otherwise i have to i have to do it manually and i'm at all or i could troubleshoot messages live on the podcast which is not good radio no that's fine that's fine so i'm sending you an amazon link in the chat uh i will send this to you in a second anyway cool. it is like i don't want something that's affixed to my phone all the time you know you know i don't have a case yeah. on my phone so this is a cool little magnet thing um and it uh and it's like it it's a, a stand and it was good i went i was on a plane for a little bit i i watched well actually something else i have on the list to talk to you about i've been watching the weirdest show that is not something that you would watch in your home it will not make it to your um mm. to the to the roster yeah um but i also don't know if i like it and is that but i'm gonna finish it <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a completionist, famously. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe what I'll do is I'll get six episodes in and then I'll totally stop. Um. So, uh, okay. So I will send you that link to the thing in a second. But let me tell you about the show that I've been watching, which is called The Curse. Mm -hmm. And it's, have you heard about this? It's on Showtime, but I watched it through the Apple Apple TV. No, I've not heard of this show. Okay. It's, um, do you want all the links coming through the zoom today? If you That's, wouldn't mind, is that a problem for you? Not at all. I, yeah. Cause if you just, cause, cause otherwise, um, yeah. and I'll just click on them as soon as they come in and then they'll be in my browser and Perfect. then I'll, I'll, I'll use that amazing, uh, uh, app from Brett Terpstra to create links for yeah. show notes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, the curse, what, what, uh, the, what, what bought me into this is that, uh, at my, at my house, a lot of times on the television that we have it, uh, that I that I don't often control, 
is uh, is HGTV. There's a lot of HGTV shows that happen in my in my house. And The Curse is about two people in New Mexico who are filming an HGTV show. And it's got a very like HG like HGTV. It's a drama. It's like not real. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's got a whole feel like that I'm very familiar with. And it's about all these like it's it's very uncomfortable. The entire show is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not really oh, a comedy. Nathan Fielder. Yes, because he created okay. this. He oh, is maybe the most uncomfortable the, person. He's the king of uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah. And this takes it up another notch. Like, Ooh. like, yeah, right, right. So so I'm three episodes in. I watched it on the on the plane with my with my little uh, magnet uh, uh stand for my for my new phone, which means I don't know if I'm gonna need to take my big boy iPad everywhere. I like my iPad with the magic keyboard because like for meetings, because I'd rather have that than a computer. I don't know. I'm not not sure exactly where I'm at, but I did spend a lot more time watching on my phone now that I have a new phone because it's a little bit bigger and it's faster and it looks good. Mm, interesting. And um, and also famously, uh, no case. Yeah, I, I, I got no mine case. without a case because that's how they come. Um, yeah. But then uh, I did order a case, which is a lovely, the light blue case. Um, and I feel a lot more comfortable now that my phone has a case. Uh, it just feels, and it's not, it's only, it's the minimalist Apple case, but I just, I feel, I don't know. I just, I just feel it's a little too fragile. Um, but, but Hey, you know, everybody gets to do their own thing. That's, uh, that's the way the world works. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what you're doing is wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> we all, we all get to do whatever, whatever we want. Uh, but I really like not having a case. I'm a. I don't think there's any going back for me uh, that, at this point. Is it? Is that was? Is that not to turn this into department uh, head chair talk? But is that what you tell your faculty? Hey, everybody can do what they want. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> done. I, 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 my approach to administration is, uh, um, is, yeah, it's just everybody do what they want. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, to no, to totalitarian. No, what's the. Uh, what, what what's our libertarian what, libertarian what are they yeah what are the Rand, or, or the, anarchist the, maybe you're an anarchist <laughs> maybe, maybe, i might be what are the rand boys they're they're libertarians yes yeah yeah so anyway there's you you get so how about this you get whatever magnetic stand ring that you want um right now this uh, this one that you sent this uh, mind sky I won't read the whole thing because that's a that's that's a funny bit but we don't have time today um this mind sky um it also can charge your uh headphones no. No. Oh no no the mind sky is the this is just this this is just the grip stand that I use on this is something else I put in my pocket that I take on the oh on okay the, yeah doesn't charge oh, this, this is not a char- this is just it's for just a stand. this is yeah. for and you use this on the plane yep yep watch your yep. shows okay watch my watch my shows watch uh Corey Corey Street that's what my parents shows are is Coronation Street mm. um uh no but I'll I'll send you the charger that I use for travel that I take on the um, that that I take to the hotel rooms that I can charge three things with my my watch, my AirPods, and my phone. Uh, okay, that's the thing I want. Here comes the link. It's coming in the chat box right now. Boom! There's the other one. A foldable three-in-one fast charging station. It's not even just a charging stand. Don, I've committed so much to this that I put I I've, I've got a whole station ready to go multiple things wow. can charge on it yeah wow and there's like um 
uh, there's like evil um, emperor, uh, scary electric uh, on that yeah. uh, image. That's uh, that's a little scary. I'm not sure I want that any close to me. That looks dangerous. It's not. I mean, you don't want to put your hands in between. You don't want to get yeah. shot. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of which, this what what a fantastic segue. Um, I met a colleague of yours today. Oh, um, someone who you've who you've worked with. Uh, this is not. Uh, um, let's meet, you know, what was that? What was that bit on, uh, WKRP where it was, uh, you know, this is your life from Tarlick where, mm. where do you remember that episode where, mm. uh, her, okay. Well, anyway, um, you don't have to guess who it is. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, but this is a colleague okay. of yours who works in the world of, uh, plasma and, uh, deep T Salva. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Deep T. So, yeah. So deep T and I, we've been at the same institution for six years and had not met each other until uh, oh. today. Yep. Oh, that's yep. nice. So that's I nice. went. I'm glad you could meet her. Oh yeah, yeah. And and she's doing some super cool stuff. Um, and she showed me she showed me plasma making in action, which I I'd, I'd never seen before. Yeah, it's, um, plasma is pretty cool. Yeah, plasma is cool. It was uh yeah, it was a really cool um connection uh to have today. So I've been I've actually been thinking a lot about what uh where where we could where we could work together. Um, and deep deep tea is lovely, and and I, we just just had a, a wonderful conversation for an hour this morning. So. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, so shout out, shout out to Deep T. But she she speaks very highly of you. You are uh, uh, well. She yeah, she's she's great. I'm sorry we couldn't keep her. Um, and now I think she's probably we couldn't bring her back. Um, for no, one we, of our new positions because she's uh, she's yeah, you got her now. We got her now. You can't don't no no poaching. You're, I can I poach know, if I want. I know you're not above poaching, but I'm uh, not above poaching. I'm not proud <laughs> or tired. We're tired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um. So cool. Um, oh, well, there you go. Uh, I, someone, I, so I've, I've, I've got emails that I want to tell you about because I, okay. we've got some food safety talk things, but then I got a random mm-hmm. email today that said this. Um, hello, Benjamin. Reach, this is from a, a, a company that I have done uh, Mac repair work with. You know, when you break a Mac, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. you go to Apple, sometimes you go to an Apple dealer that's very, very close by. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I got a message just randomly. Hello, Benjamin reaching out regarding the Mac you dropped off. I was able to confirm the liquid damage to resolve. I can mail it directly to Apple using the Apple care plus deductible 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 costs 299 and repair turnaround is roughly two to four business days. Do you approve me mailing it to Apple under the $299 deductible? This is curious, Don. This is a very curious email. Is this is this Hunter Biden's laptop? I didn't even think about that. Maybe. <laughs> oh my! No. But it's not your laptop. Is the thing? It's not. Yeah. And, and this is like and this wasn't. Um, it, it's it's a reputable business. This is not. This a, is a business. This is a business with, with whom you have done business before. I have a relationship with. We oh, okay yes, have a relationship yes. with. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But we, we've been... but it, but this is not your laptop. No, so I just said, "Oh, hey, hey, Brett, great, great to hear from you." I did not drop off a Mac. Maybe it's a different Benjamin. Um, and uh, no, found out that it was <laughs> all, not all about the not, Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. Uh, not 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 the same Benjamin at all. In fact, it's a Benjamin named Carly. Uh, and uh, and they said, "No, sorry, oh, made, made a mistake. well, that's a little weird." Yeah, said this to a different person. Uh, so yeah, it's one of one of yeah, interesting. So anyway, that that is a solved um mystery uh right right there um i have i have an uh, what what i will 
I, I have a hunch on the the resolution of this next mystery. But are you ready? Are you ready to jump into food safety things? Have we, yes. Do you have? Do you have? Okay. We and I. This is your show, so I like to you know you know I I I, I write things down in notes and uh and and I'll I'll talk. Um, okay. But well, but, you know, we're both professors. We are capable of professing. We will profess. Um, okay. So, so this is, I got a really, really interesting message that I have not fully res- responded to, um, because it came in, uh, last week and, and I, I've been, I've really been tied up. I've been doing department head chair things and mm-hmm. haven't been able to do my normal food safety things as you know, cause we had to reschedule this. So, yeah. 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 Okay. So I got a message, uh, last week that said, uh, um, uh, Dr. Chapman, I called earlier today with a question about the cause of stew fermenting. Okay. Are you with me so mm. far? This is not a risky or not sort of. question. Okay. Yeah. Stew fermenting. I mean, I, I, let me tell you, when I get a message that says I have a question about stew fermenting, my interest is peaked. Yeah. Um, Who's stew and why is he fermenting? Who is stew? Is this exactly? So, so the, the, um, the listener, which I, I don't know, I, I don't know if this person's a listener, but the person who emailed me uh, goes on to write, the scenario is that a local nonprofit fire department made a batch of stew and it spoiled roughly 12 hours after it was cooked. Okay. When they transferred the stew to a small pot, it bubbled over. The way it was described to me is that the smaller pot was half filled and then the stew started to bubble over. Fortunately, they discarded the whole batch. So none of it was eaten. Um, so, so I, I mentioned before it was a not local nonprofit, right? There's more mm-hmm. information that arrives here with the next sentence. The fireman was asking me the cause he wants to know. So this never happens again. I have a couple of ideas, but I would also like to talk to you when you get a chance. Um, and so I gave, uh, a little bit of info back on this and I was like, Hey, um, so anyway, what, what are your, what are your thoughts? And I'll tell you what I said, or do you want me to tell you what I said? And, and... No, no, I'll go, I'll, I'll go, I'll go first. Um, yeah. so I, how was the stew stored? Oh, oh, no, there's no information on that. Is there? Okay. So, so yeah. two hypotheses, one, the store, the store, the stew was stored at room temperature um, and it was bacteria, uh-huh. uh, bacteria, bacteria. bacteria, bacteria. Uh, that's um, a different show. <laughs> that's a different <laughs> show. Where's my bell? Um, <laughs> but, um, or the stew was stored in the refrigerator for a very, very long time. Um, and it was also bacteria, but it, it was different bacteria. bacteria. So those are my two hypotheses. It's back. It's bacteria either way. Um, but yep. yeah, somehow, um, related to, and, and fermentation is, um, not in not incorrect um yeah. might, not be, might not be classic fermentation but if you right. consider fermentation to be any time microorganisms cause a change in a food um we also would mo- mostly call well you know famously ben um one man's yogurt is another man's spoiled milk as i always say um, yeah, yeah so <laughs> yeah so okay so so i didn't have all those information so i started guessing and i said my guess is that it was in a large pot first mm, mm. And that large pot was put into the refrigerator. Yes. That's that, also a good answer. Yes. Right. Yes. And it never cooled in the center. Yep. And yep. that spores that survived the initial cooking process. Yep. And, and I said, 
there's a lot of things, but I said could be clostridium perfringens. It's not yep. a not yep. impossible, but it could be <laughs> other things. Then germinated and created gas. And I said, yep. it's not a true yep. fermentation, but it's close. Right. Mm. Like, like for for the part, like no one really cares what the what what the right mechanism is. And I said, it's right. good they didn't eat it. There could have been no, no, you know, a number of people sick. Um, and then they said to avoid in the future, they should cool in smaller amounts. Yep. Yep. Like a quart in a fridge that's below 41 degrees Fahrenheit as soon as it's cooked. Because that's the other thing that I didn't want to I, I you'll notice that in my last line, I didn't ask a question. Tell me about the fridge. But if this is a not-for-profit, I mean, I did some work um, with uh, local faith-based organizations and the types of infrastructure that they have for their community meals. And it it was, um, I, th this is, this goes, goes way back, like 15 years before I moved to the U.S. And I went to four different organizations, small, you know, churches and, um, and, and started looking at, well, what do they got? Um, these are not commercial kitchens. These were, these all like fully unregulated. And there were a couple of fridges that when I took the temperature of the food inside, it was above 45 and below right. 50, 50 degrees. So 47, right. 48 <clears throat> degrees. Right. Yep. So that also could, could be right. Like contributing to this, right. um, you know, a little bit warm. So anyway, I heard back from, from this uh, person she said, uh, thank you for getting back to me. Um, she, you know, she gave me like a 12 hour time frame. It was a little closer to like 10 hours. I don't think it actually matters too much. The temp the initial temperature of the Sioux was 200 degrees, uh, plus. And yes, they did not start transferring the stew to a smaller pot until later and then put the stew into quartz soon after that. Okay. So, so yeah, so I kind of guessed at what was correct, but here's, here's the additional information that I didn't have before. The next question is, two weeks prior to cooking the stew, they vacuum sealed raw meats that were in the stew and then froze the meats. Before they cooked the stew, they thawed the meats under refrigeration and then cooked. The question from, and you you might guess, the person who's asking this question is someone who's in public health, okay? Because the, the, they are, as we've talked to on this show uh, in the past, people in the world of public health, who are local health departments, are high alert when it comes to reduced oxygen packaging and vacuum sealing because we've told them right. everything, right. all of it's going to have botulism, right? Which is not true. Um, so, so the question was, could the vacuum seal meats have contributed to the spore forming bacteria for the stew? And I, you know, I haven't answered this question. This one just rolled in yesterday. Um, and then there's more information, Don. Okay. Also, they used five dented tomato cans. I'm oh, not geez, sure. Ben. I'm not sure how dented the how dented the cans were, but maybe that contributed to the spores. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Maybe, maybe it's it wasn't certainly the dented cans were not going to eliminate spores. We're not at lower risk from spores. Yeah, um, you know, and maybe maybe like spit in there and mix it with your hands. Um, right, right. I don't know. Yeah. Like change change somebody uh, change a kid's diaper pick up some dog poop and then make that you know like go for it like let's go all in <laughs> maybe go to the sport to the spore store and just add some spores directly <laughs> into it uh so um oh. yeah, yeah so so anyway um but but here's the thing they plan to do another stew in february and they want to know how to avoid this in the future so they want to give them solid guidelines and so the the question is first: Do not vacuum seal the raw meats. If there's a dented can, discard. Do not use. Yep. And I'm going to yep. edit that and say, yeah, I, like vacuum sealing the raw meats. I don't. Then freezing it, it's not a factor for me here. 
um, at all. They could still no. do that. Yeah. Second, cook completely. And then uh, this person writes dot, 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 which I don't believe is the problem. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. And then third, and this is well, really- Well, keep doing thing. that though. For, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not the problem, but but don't but don't not cook it completely. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. So then third- Whatever that means. Cool, stew quickly. Try to follow a two-hour cooling process from 135 to 70, and then four hours from 70 to um, to 40. And they will have to have a thermometer to monitor. I love this, right? The, great, yes. And then the things that I'm going to add to this are um, make it, Put, don't put it in the big pot, like this stew pot, which is exactly right. what it happened here. Right. And take it into smaller quarts. And you know what I'm going to add in Don? I don't mm. know if you're going to guess at this, but this is, this is a nod to you, an, an homage. Mm. Do that uncovered, cool it uncovered. Well, and I would say too, if you, and, and again, I've been working with folks and, and we, we well this happened we we talked about this at cfp and we're gonna we're not giving up i would say the best advice is make sure that you have ample pans that are two inches deep yes, two, yes. and two inches deep uncovered ideally in an environment that's 41 but honestly what we really care about for perfringence point of view is it's got to get below 55 because perfringence is a is a really good at growing at high temperatures it's not very good at growing below 55 in fact it doesn't grow below 55 and so um two inches two inch pans uncovered in a fridge that is as cold as you can get it and then you should be pretty good yep yep absolutely and and there you go, right? Like that's so right. I'm going to tell them that and do it and don't leave it on the uh, ambient temperature to come down in temperature, which again, I don't have that information, but that sounds like something that might've happened. Um, yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're probably okay if you leave it like, cause here's the thing, the cooling, the, and I've got to do, I've got to do some, do some science to, to back this up. But I think the, the, because, because the cooling rate is proportional to the temperature difference in that first hour, it may not make much of a difference whether you're whether if the stew is starting at 212, right, or, or 200 degrees, and your ambient is 75 and your fridge is 45 or, or 40, I don't think it really matters which um uh which what it for that first hour what the temperature is. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. I see I see what you're saying. I just I'm still unclear with this on whether they even um put it into the re the refrigerator when they stopped cooking at 7 p.m like like i don't know i don't know whether maybe it just sat at ambient temperature for 10 hours as well which is also a bad right idea. so right i right. yeah I, just, I don't have all the info so anyway i'm, I'm gonna tell them that um as well um and then the last thing that uh that my um my contact said is they will now use chlorine sanitizer on all food contact surfaces. Not a like not a bad practice. They should okay, do that. but that's not gonna fix this problem, right? Exactly, exactly. So I'm I really want them to focus on you don't want this to happen. Do number do number three. Okay, so here's right. the here's the I guess random part about this. Um I was at a um uh, I, I was at a meeting uh, with some of our like external stakeholders and donors. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, three weeks ago, uh, it was like a lunch meeting with all the people who are part of our foundation boards. And um, 
I, I was sitting at this. I'm sure this happens to you, right? Like you're no, are you known as the food safety guy in these circles? Like, oh, do yeah. you end up? Yeah. Like people want to like, Oh, Hey, I saw you on TV. Um, yeah. I got a question for you. Right. Or yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. So that, that happened to me with, with someone who I, I interact with, you know, every, a couple times a year. Um, uh, but she wanted to tell me about how she made some chicken stew that mm. bubbled over. This was like mm. totally random. Not she, as far as I know, not someone who's a, a firefighter um, related mm. to the mm. other question. But in my entire career at NC State, I've never had a bubbling stew question. Mm. Um, I would like I I remember these things. I track these things. Uh, this is the first. These are the first ones that I've ever that I've ever had. But I had two in a month. Is there mm. done? Is there something happening with the stew right now? Is I don't it, know. I, I think it's just. I think it's just random. I think it's random too. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. Uh, so anyway, those that that's going on. So I got. Um, I was hoping I would have additional new, um, like info on another question that I got, but I want to get your your thought on this. And I think the new this again is might be at some point a. Um, like a risky or not question, but it's a little bit more nuanced. Okay. Okay. So, um, through someone who I know through public health, uh, reached out to one of our extension agents with a question. Um, and, and so I'll read it out and I'll protect all the, the other, the folks who are involved. So, uh, I had a question come up yesterday about rice. Um, and that goes on to say, we don't have an FDA consultant right now. So I wondered if NCA, NCSU food science folks could answer this question. And the question is, Don, it's a, this is why it's suitable for this show. Okay. Mm. Our other show is called Risky or Not. Okay. Mm-hmm. This question is, could this be a hazard? Which is different. <laughs> well, okay. I, yeah, yeah. But I think when somebody says, could this be a hazard? I, I, I mean, here, you know, again, we don't want to get too pedantic about the definition of hazard versus risk, but I think that that is a person asking whether something is risky or not. They're just not using the words that we would recommend that they use, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here's the the, where I'm getting for full further clarity on, and maybe I will, maybe this does become a risky or not question at some point, but I don't have enough to go on. But the the observation that was provided by this local health department was uncooked rice, okay. Do you have your visual there okay. stored stored in a hot holding cabinet. Okay. Right. I know what that is. Mm, okay. With water at 123 degrees Fahrenheit sealed with plastic wrap and tinfoil. That part, I don't understand what I'm even talking about here. Like, is it uncooked, but hydrated rice? Right. So, so one, one, yeah, or is it, this, is it, is it uncooked rice in water? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand <clears throat> where the water comes in because yeah. I think that actually matters a lot here. Right. So, so if it's, I'm going to put uncooked in, in air quotes, but if it's hydrated rice being held at 123 degrees Fahrenheit sealed with plastic wrap and tinfoil. Right. That's, that's a hazard to me. The, that's risky. Be, well, well that, that's a different that, show. Well, get, save well, that so for the, the show. The ha- mm, well, the hazard, the hazard is bacillus serious, right? The true, the, true, the, true. Yeah. the risk, the risk is the practice. Yeah. But anyway, okay, okay. I'm but I'm sorry, I said I wasn't gonna be pedantic and then I was pedantic. You were you went you went <clears throat> you went straight to pedantic town. Um <laughs> 
Uh, I, I'm really just fishing for show titles at this point, John. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. And then the other piece of information is undetermined length of time stored in the hot holding cabinet. But so if this is dry rice, this is why I need more information, right? Like, it's, mm. I don't. So, so that then there's some an, an, another piece of info here that I think is unrelated. And this it's similar to the um, vacuum sealing e email. And that's why I wanted to talk to you right. about this. Right. So, right. so, um, the, 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 the caller uh, goes on to write, uh, I know that cooked rice is potentially hazardous. I know that if you denature the rice grain and add heat, that spores can grow. However, how much heat and time is required to denature the uncooked rice? And I don't think it's about denaturing the uncooked rice. No, right. well, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. Well, I, what they, what they mean, I think, by denature is allow that uncooked rice to reach a physical state that would that would allow the nutrients, allow the bacteria that are present access to the nutrients. Now, right. It's a little complicated because typically you need some sort of heat shock to stimulate those spores to germinate. But I also think spores can germinate under conditions where they have not been heat shocked. And so, yeah, it's, it might be okay, but absent an experiment that proves that it's okay, I'm going to say it's, 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 it's a potentially it's hazard. hazardous food, Ben. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. 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 Well, and so, um, the the other thing that I that I think about is what how high is the heat right like is one twenty three wet heat enough for five hours or ten hours? Um, so anyway, I'm I'm gonna well yeah it's I mean to really get a definitive answer you need to do a challenge study but there's enough flags yeah. here that I'm I would not recommend the practice for sure right right but let's say it's dried rice that is not being hydrated. Right. That it's still I don't know why someone would do that. I just, that's why I need to know a little more about this. Well, and if it's not being hydrated, why? Why are you talking about water? Because right. there was a mention of water. Right. And why is like, it? Is, yeah, it what, is, is the water yeah. sitting next to the rice in this uh, elevated temperature environment? And then if so, what's the relative humidity? How much is the water? Is the rice absorbing the water? I mean, there's just it's a very weird. That, I think you might win the weird question of the month. Right. Yeah. I got I got stew. Gurgling stew, uh, and then uh, and then uh, weird weird hydrated rice. So yeah. uh, more on that. That's why I didn't want to like. I wanted to talk about it first, and then it might make its way to risky or not. Uh, okay. Eventually. Um. All right. Uh. Uh. Oh. Oh. Thanksgiving follow up. Ding 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 okay. ding ding. Um. Okay. So, uh, previous show, uh, I mentioned that I would thaw a turkey from frozen. Right, I would. I've been challenged because we had talked a little bit about this Washington Post article that that came out right before we recorded, uh, right before Thanksgiving, mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. did. And let me tell you, it was harder than I than I thought it would be to do this all. Not it wasn't about safely and correctly. It just did not thaw quickly and really quickly enough. Um, so I had to I had to do a two step thawing process for my turkey. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so I went, um, I, I insulated it. I thought it, um, for maybe like, uh, let's, I, I, I didn't like write this down, but let me just think about when I did this, uh, 10, 12 hours, maybe on, on my, uh, on my counter at ambient temperature. 
uh, the day before Thanksgiving. I purchased it about 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, and then overnight, um, I and and I will highlight a comment that was in the uh, Washington Post article or a response to us uh, on this, or to, to me at least specifically about why I thaw on the on the counter. I don't have enough space in my refrigerator, Don. Uh, um, right. To which one commenter on the um, uh, on the Washington Post article said, uh, "We should th- no this prof- department head." should um create a GoFundMe to get a sub zero oh yes yes yeah, yeah. so the, yeah very so, funny anyway, yeah 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 very true um the part of the reason why i don't have a um a, a fridge big enough is because i have a counter depth fridge are have we talked about this before do you know what that we is we have not yeah it's well i know what it is because you just it, the name is it's right there in the it's name right? it's a it's a shallow fridge it's a shallow fridge because I have a um a, a, a small galley kitchen. I mean, relatively small. It's not like a big open sort of L-shaped kitchen with a good work triangle. It's a galley kitchen that um that has a, a, a not a lot of space, not a lot of countertop space on it. So um we have a uh, a a wooden uh, island in the middle of the kitchen that we use as countertop space. And then if we had a non-counter depth refrigerator, I couldn't walk past the island. So we we had to make right. this decision before we moved into our house. So it's like, all right, we're going to just have a smaller fridge um, for the space right. that, that, that we have. Um, and that might change uh, eventually. But anyway, I, I like legitimately do not have a fridge big enough for a 20 pound turkey plus all the other things that I needed for food the next day uh, for, you know, for Thanksgiving. So what I ended up doing 10 hours, 12 hours, maybe, um, on the counter, uh, check the temperature, never got above 38 degrees on the outside of the, um, of my, my bird. Then I placed that, uh, Turkey still wrapped into a, um, double walled cooler that I have for overnight, which probably I didn't need to do. But I wanted to slow the thawing down. Yep. In yep. case it got really hot, and I wasn't monitoring it every couple. Of yeah, you're because you're sleeping. It's nighttime. Yeah, nighttime. So I'm trying to do something. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then I wake up in the morning, and it's still yeah. pretty pretty solid. And we decide about. Um, so I take it out and I put it back on the counter, um, and then about uh, I don't know, um, probably eleven o'clock Thanksgiving morning, I decide it's time to cook the turkey. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit squishy on the outside, but once I start opening it up, it is very clearly still frozen solid in the middle. Mm. So what do you do? What you know? I'll tell you what I did. But how would what do you how do you handle that? Well, um, if you had a microwave big enough, you could pop it in the microwave. Yeah, which um, I don't. I mean, good. You don't, yes. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and I want. I really wanted to stuff the turkey, Don. I just clapped when I said that. Like I, I am a. I, I did not want to – well, two things I didn't want to do. I absolutely could have cooked this turkey from frozen. The right. pa- paper giblets were frozen inside of it, as was the neck. And I didn't want right. to do that. I wanted to pull those out. Yeah. Well, I suppose you could put it in the oven and start cooking um, and then – but see, leave yourself uh, timers to to go in. Because at some point, you're it is going to thaw enough that you can pull out the giblets and the neck – um, and then I suppose at that point you could also put some stuffing in, 
Um, I, yeah, I would just get it into that high temperature environment and then monitor it. Um, but I, I'm hoping that maybe you have a, a cleverer solution. Well, I went to a two-step thaw where I used cool running water. Oh, okay. And then, sure. Yeah. And then tried to, so, so, but I realized, and this is, this is why I want to talk, you know, talk to you about it. Um, cause it, it led to, uh, a situation. Um, so I was do, using this like cool running water, left it for a while, changed the water out a couple of times, tried to speed things up. And then I'm like, you know what? I just got to get in there and try to pull this neck out from the inside. Like I need to remove this big chunk of frozen stuff in the middle. I don't care if I'm fully cooked or if not co- fully thawed all the way through because I'm going to re uh, instead of roasting it at like 375 i had already decided that i was going to roast it at 325 so i could not impact the quality of the uh, right of, of the turkey on the outside right let, let me drop right. the temperature right so it slows yep. down the cooking process a little bit yep. so i can yep. kind of thaw while i cook but yep. as i was using this cooling you know this thawing method i pulled out the neck and it like splashed some inside like juice out right mm-hmm. and it went all over the already baked apple pie. Oh no, Ben. Oh yeah. no. And now I did this in clear view of the two people in my house who I should not have done that in front of. And this is my mother and my lovely spouse. And so, so now we're in this situation of, well, you're the food safety guy and you just put a bunch of Campylobacter all over that apple pie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did, I did. Let's think about what a mitigation step could look like here, right? Like, who knows? Do, do you do you have a creme brulee torch? <laughs> well, shit. Oh, sorry, shoot, shoot, Todd. I thought of that. I thought, <laughs> of course, you did. I like. I absolutely thought about like, what if I just singe the outside? So what what I ended up doing was we rebaked the pie. And yeah, I got exactly. it in there yeah. as fast as I could because I didn't want it yep. to dry out. I wanted, yep. I, I wanted it to be a hot. A wet, wet, hot heat. Yep, 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 yep. And that's what we did. Yeah. And I felt like I felt like I assessed some risk. I yep. definitely made things riskier. No question yep. about it. And then I'm like, I got to do something about this. So, so I did. And then used a thermometer to see what the pie temperature got up of. I was less. I I was. I wanted to get it above 145. Right. So I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to get into 165 because I I knew that, and it took about 25 minutes to do this. I knew that it would get like, it would sit in this 130 to 145. Like I went into like full out, like appendix a calculations mm-hmm, on this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I'm probably over thinking this, but let's, let's do what I can. And so, yeah, it's right. at above 130. It's got to 145 for 20 minutes. Uh, with a somewhat wet heat initially, but it did dry out, and no one got salmonella or Campylobacter that I know of because mm-hmm. we didn't have any reported illnesses from my Thanksgiving dinner. But mm-hmm. it was so anyway. That's my that's my Thanksgiving story. It was so, like, yeah, yeah. Follow follow up question. Um, yes, yes. So you. where did you take the temperature of the pie? So um, great question. I actually took two <clears throat> temperatures of the pie. I took the internal temperature of the pie just below the crust. Okay. Okay. And then I used an IR thermometer that I have in my kitchen mm-hmm. and yep. took the surface temperature of, of the crust, the crust yep. right around where I thought yep. I splashed it. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, I think that those are, that's, yeah, that's exactly. If I had had access to an infrared, that's what I would have done. 
if I didn't, I would have probably just laid the tip on that, you know, just to try to get a sense of it. And then also again, because it could soak down into the crust. Now, the only, the only thing working against you there is how rapidly is that crust drying out? Because you could enter a situation where you, you basically stop the, you, you reduce the effectiveness. Again, wet heat is better than dry heat, but at some point it's wet heat while there's there's uh, chicken juice or turkey juice. But then once it becomes dry, it's dry heat. But uh, yeah, yeah, and yep. it, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you did the best you could under the circumstances. And I really did not want to throw the pie out. Like, like right. that, that was would have the... been, that would have also been. Or what you could have done is you could have like just had a topless pie, right? Um, right, right. Scrape the crust off, you know, done something like that. that. But now it's a crumb. Now I got to make a crumble top for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's the kind of but pie was, that's less risky, Ben. That's the kind of pie that's that true. Yeah. But uh no, no. but I, I think you I think you you know you were aware of the risk. You took you took you know, again, risk management, Ben. Um you're you, you know, you're risk management, there's no such thing as zero risk, right? Oh, no you know, thing. relate relate yeah. to that. So since you're now thawing this turkey with under cold running water, but you had oh, yeah. you already knew that it was internally it was still frozen, you must have opened it. So basically at this point, your sink is also now potentially a biohazard zone, right? Oh yeah, it is a yeah. like if I had had a creme brulee flamethrower, I would have flamed it. <laughs> um but so what I ended up doing, I mean, like like I and how and actually, sir, how did the fire start? Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I was, uh, it was, I was using heat. No, I, was, I, was trying to, I was trying to sanitize the sink and, and then I set the torch down and it caught the yeah. curtains and, uh, yeah. yeah. Mr. <laughs> you Mr. Trying to do what to the sink, sir? Yeah. Uh, Mr. <laughs> insurance, uh, adjuster. Have you heard of Camp Lobacter? Um, uh, so, uh, so what I like also, and this is something that, that pops up on Thanksgiving for me every year, because I will open up the Turkey, um, in my sink. And right. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not aiming to wash well, it, but I want to contain. The, that's the best yeah. place to do it. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and I have a whole like double um, sanitize process where I'm going to use soap and water uh, mm-hmm. first uh, to get everything that I can on the outside. I use the, um, the um, sponge just for this job and it goes directly into the washing machine afterwards. And then I sanitize. Dishwasher. Uh, I put them in, we put them in the washing machine. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause they're like um, fabric, like um, okay. sp- sponges like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so uh, under hot, like I, we, we put them right. in a yeah hot cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Hot cycle. Um, and so we, uh, um, uh, I put, yeah. And then I, I use a chlorine spray. I let it sit for about two minutes I wipe it up with a paper towel and then I hit it again with a chlorine spray and then I just let it sit until it dries. A double, a, a double sanitizer. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Cool. Yep. yep. So, so yeah, that was, but there was a lot like that entire process. That was like an hour and a half of my Thanksgiving yeah. morning. Right. Like yeah, there, yeah. there was a whole lot going on and it was, and I, and I wanted like, I wanted to have the conversation with you today because I think one thing that I get frustrated with in all of the Thanksgiving food safety coverage is, hey, idiots, this is all simple stuff. Mm. The right, like that's the tone. Yeah. That's not me yeah, saying right. that's the way that right. I read yeah, the yeah, tone. Yeah, no, no, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is not like what I just what I just went through. I would have loved to buy to purchase uh a fresh turkey. I could not find one. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. I went to three different stores because you know I love a good grocery store. And, uh, um, and, and went and, and none of the three stores had, 
um, you, you know, had, had any fresh turkeys. And so my last, my last option stop was a, a very good, reasonable valued 20 pound or 19 pound Turkey that was frozen at my local grocery store. And that's what I went with. And it was, it was yeah. delicious. Mm, good. Um, yeah. And, uh, so, but uh, yeah, I thought it was, it is, I don't know. I'm, I feel like even I sometimes oversimplify these messages and it like it, as I was sitting there on, you know, 45 minutes into this whole production on Thanksgiving morning, I'm like, you know what? I got to stop. Like, I need to make sure my tone is like, Hey, this is complicated. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay that, that you're overwhelmed. Cause there are a lot of things going on here. There are a lot of yeah. different steps that, that yeah. you have to and keep in, in mind. Yeah, and I I do like it when like you get called by a reporter and they ask you some simple questions and you give like the simple straightforward answers, and I really love it when they when they've actually thought about it and they said, well, what about this? And I'm like, oh yes, that is so great. Let me tell you why that's important and why that was a good question because now like I didn't make it complicated, you made it complicated, but yeah. I'm going to go there with you and I'm going to help you think through how to deal with that complicated situation because it's not always simple. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. What what is fascinating to me is that over my career and I'm sure over your career which is a little bit longer than than mine that's, having, thank you. That's very generous. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Having complicated questions and answers and conversation is not only more accepted, but I think it's expected now. Like, like, like the, the, if, if, if I reflected on 15 years ago, the first question that I got about what should I do it for Thanksgiving? They were looking for, tell me about three ways that I can thaw my Turkey. Right. And I might say, well, it's a little more complicated. And they're like, I know, but this isn't going to go in. And now I I don't know. I feel like there's more, there's more space in the internet journalism world for this is a little bit complicated. So let's let's dive into it a little bit. We're gonna, you know, it, it's it's the the it has moved down the um down the the line, whatever the the right word I'm I'm looking for here, but the and yeah, and yeah. And why is that? Is is that I because print journalism is dead and there's no page limits on the internet? Is it maybe, or is it that the world has not changed? But you and I, by virtue of doing this show and talking about this, we've brought all these other weirdos with us into this world where we want to make things more complicated, or we realize that not that we want to make them complicated, we, not, not they necessarily, are. but yeah, but they are right. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. But do you like? Do you feel the same way? Like, would you? Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. yeah. And and I and honestly, I really think like that our podcasts, I mean, not to like put like too much on us and how great we are, but I think like doing our podcast has made me a lot more comfortable with talking about this. And it's like, it's okay to talk about this now. Like we, it's okay. We can talk about how complicated food safety can be. And it's not just, and, and that's informed what I do. It's informed like the teaching that I do. I give a guest lecture. I gave a guest lecture uh, many years for, for our, our, my colleague and, 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 and who, you know, Deb uh, Keenan, yeah. uh, Deb, Deb Palmer Keenan, um, uh, where I would be like food safety one-on-one and then basically take the fight back messages and then show everybody how it's actually more complicated than that. And that was, and that was fun to do for me and, and certainly for Deb and hopefully for her Class, but yeah, it's for sure that has informed my uh, my way of thinking and talking about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and it's yeah, you're right. It's probably like a combination of all of that, right? Like we're more comfortable, others are more comfortable with it. 
the I hadn't really thought about like the page limit and print print is dead. Like the this there's more space to explain things. Um yeah, this is a good this is all good uh um yeah, good good to think about. Um so uh yeah, anyway, that was that, that was my that was my Thanksgiving um experience. Um I did get let me see. I don't know. I don't think I got, I didn't get a whole lot of people texting me on like, is this safe to do today? Kind of stuff. Every Mm -hmm. once in a while you get that, um, get those, get those texts. Uh, I did, I did have a conversation with the Dean after the holiday and uh, we ran out of like work things to talk about. And so we're asking about our, each other's holidays and she said, Oh, you know, I did, I did have a question about, about eggs um and she said but i didn't want to bother you i was like oh no you oh. could bother it's okay like that's what i'm, I'm here for I'm, it would have yeah. been a useful distraction so yeah i know someone i um someone said to me at another meeting like oh i was gonna text you but i didn't want to bother you I'm like you would like and maybe i answered this in the wrong way too i'm like you would be like one of 12 people that texted me about a question like that which is great like like um, you know yeah. what, what's one more and and i'm and and i and it's okay because it's the same people that that text me text me out like often and they're like oh i have another question my favorite yeah. one of these is uh, i have a i have a friend richard who does not listen to this show but listens to our other show who um, at one point when you and I were at a CFP, I don't know which one it was, but I remember sitting at a table with you at, um, conference for food protection. And it was like the council chairs, not chairs, the council's like lunch. Um, and my friend Richard had some food safety question that was like about leftovers or something. And he was like, Hey, do you have a, I have a question for you about this. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm so glad you asked because I'm sitting at the same table with five other people who are like world international experts in, <laughs> in this, let me get all of their feedback. And he was like, you have no idea how that is like the most, the coolest thing that anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> right. Like, oh yes. Yeah. So and he, he, he like often tells that story to our other friends. So I, oh, that's I, nice. Yeah. I think that's really, really funny. Uh, okay. So I got a couple other things here that I wrote down in notes. Hey, um, are you eating a lot of cantaloupe these days? No. No? Are you familiar with uh, there's a big cantaloupe uh, thing going on? Oh, no. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> I, I, will tell you, I will tell you all about this. Uh, 117 illnesses, uh, 67, six, yeah, 61 hospitalizations, two deaths. Uh, um, this is a cantaloupe-linked outbreak. Uh, it's a salmonella, uh, salmonellosis outbreak. Um and this one, so the one that really, really interests me about this is a recall. So actually, CDC is doing an awesome job at I, n- listening to us, right? No, um, they are making their website so much better and user friendly. Cool. Sorry, I had to cough. Um, oh, no and uh, so the link that I just sent you. They now include a list of all the recalled food and the links to FDA's website about where you can find information about the recall. I don't, so, I don't, I don't love this headline from NBC News. CDC recalls cantaloupe. No, CDC yeah. does not recall anything. But anyway. No. They recall. Don, do you remember those cantaloupes? That's- <laughs> they recall past outbreaks. Yes. Yeah. They, they, have a, they have a long memory. Uh, yeah. So... Okay, so the interesting one of this for me is that mm. um, certainly there's some 
there, there's some whole cantaloupe source to this, but yep. many of the illnesses have been linked to cantaloupes that were cut into cubes uh, and then uh, included into fruit trays and fruit mix cups and cups and these whole. So, so this is like, this is the one that really blows my mind. Like I think that, or, or not blows my mind, but makes it so hard for us to fix these things from a recall yeah. notification standpoint. Right. Like I, I, I recalling a whole cantaloupe is, is hard. Once you start getting into mixing cantaloupe cubes together and you buy them at some other store, like a quick trip or um, Kroger or Trader Joe's or Aldi, those are all groups mm -hmm. that have had been linked to this recall. Now all of a sudden, like, do I know like quick trip is the one and I'll call it quick trip. Cause I, um, over the last couple of years, I've been fortunate enough to get involved with the, um, uh, convenience store food, yep. food safety group, yep. NAX, the national association of convenience stores and quick trip is, I would say amongst one of the top leaders, uh, I put Wawa in this category as well. Mm -hmm. Just people that they have really, really, uh, and there's a number of others, um, but they have really good food safety people that that show up to these meetings that are talking really, really progressively. If I think about like I I'm I, like I'm driving across country like I do for hockey all the time, I might stop at a convenience store that's at a gas station, and I'm not real brand loyal at this, right? Like mm -hmm. I need gas, so I'm not yeah. like you know, it might be Quick Trip, it might be Circle K, it might be Sheets, it might be Bucky's, I don't know. Wherever I got to get gas is where I'm going to stop, and then maybe right. I'll stop and get some food. Now, admittedly, I'm not buying a whole lot of cantaloupes yep. on my car. Trips, not buying fruit cups, yeah, no thanks. But if I did, I like you would. I, you, right. you trust quick quick trip over oh, yeah. somebody else yeah i would totally trust quick trip but i couldn't tell you don if without going back and looking at my credit card statements which i don't even look at and i i'm sure that, <laughs> that good someone, day yeah. yeah but someone in my family knows that they have access to it i've never yeah. do that. i couldn't tell you what gas station i filled up at right yeah. like in a four-hour drive from you know wherever charleston south carolina to raleigh from uh, from a hockey trip i'm like i just know i needed gas yeah. And maybe I bought something there, but I couldn't like, yeah. I think that's a real challenge with these, right? Like it's different getting a fruit tray from Trader Joe's. Um, Cause I don't know, like it, it, yeah. it's part of my primary cooking or uh, uh, food buying is at a grocery store, but on like at a gas station, man, it's, it's gotta be hard for people to remember this stuff. So, yeah, I do. I do love the, 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 I guess the subhead or the box at the top of this. Uh, and again, A plus for CDC on this one. CDC is concerned about this outbreak because the illnesses are severe and people in long-term care facilities and children's center and childcare centers have gotten sick, right? Like, boom, yes. I mean, CDC is always going to be concerned, but that is an especially important message. And then do not eat pre-cut cantaloupe if you don't know whether Malachita or Ruby Rudy brand cantaloupes were used. Yeah, I mean- right there like that's what you got to yeah. know and then the more details below yeah yeah and then there was I, can't, I looked this up before they're all linked to one distribution place um yeah. uh so sophia i think produce um i think is the name of it sorry so yeah i can find it i think it just came out on cdc's or uh, fda's website 
um, this week, but but that Mal- Malakita and Rudy are the brands from from this um, from this product, um, or from the uh, so yeah, Sophia Produce LLC of Nogales, Nogales, Arizona, Nogales, Arizona, Nogales, yes. and they do the do they do business under the name True Fresh, so that's that's pretty right there. That's kind of kind of confusing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but that's that's the the the, yeah, the, the DBA are always doing business as somebody else. Yep, and this this was found from the Canadians. So we got we got 118 or 117 ill here in in the U.S., but I think CFIA has uh, um, a whole bunch of people sick with uh, uh, with well, not CFIA, but uh, Canada's got a whole bunch of people sick with this too, and I think it's like 100 people there too. It's a big one. Mm. Yeah, it goes back to. Uh, October tenth. Oh man, I, yeah, I did not look at the uh, the epi curve on CDC's page. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, 60... it's up. Yeah, it's up, and then it's down. But yeah, but you saw, they don't. But hmm, sometimes they have the uh, in this window. We don't, we're not sure it's if it's been reported yet. They don't have that on this one. Yeah, yeah, right. It, right. They do say it may not be reported three to three to four weeks. So yeah, yeah. it's a big one, boy. It's like big... yeah, doesn't tons of tens of people every day. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. So, yeah, the, it's a, um, I don't know, like fresh produce has, uh, carries pathogens with it. And sometimes when it's big like this, it's big. And, uh, but the 61 hospitalizations out of like 50% of the, um, cases, uh, that are confirmed having an op, uh, hospitalization, that seems pretty high. Well, but, but it, or is it just that these oh. went to seniors, yeah. senior and childcare facilities, right? Because if yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you know, independent of anything else, like that's the way to make a lot of people really sick because those are vulnerable populations. Right, right, right. right. Yep, absolutely. Um, so if you there, I have, I, I got something in uh, Apple News. Let's see what this. Oh, I, okay, I wanted to show you this. And, um, all right, because I can't send this to you in the Apple news. Cause then you're going to have to find it somewhere else. Well, you can, so you, that's just, fine. You can just go ahead. You can, no, you can still do that. It's fine. I'm going to do it in the, I'm going to get, get it there for you in the right way. Here it comes. Um, okay. So I read this article. Oh, you're not even going to be able to see this. I think you can only get it through Apple news. Cause it's a pay. Can you see this? SF Chronicle? Yeah. You can see the whole article? Well, well, uh, it says, we're glad you're here. Uh, Something, something paywall. Um, No, but I got a, whatchamacallit? Uh, You got a blocker. um, Unblocker. No, I got a, not a blocker, but a, uh, what's that thing called? Reader. Oh, reader. I put it in reader view and I, now all the nonsense goes away. So yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I can can read it. Okay. Um, Well, now I've lost it. Uh, (laughs) There it is. So, um, you you and I talked about ghost kitchens. Yeah, but that's a hell of a picture. Yeah, this is what <laughs> this like blew my mind. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so so this is an article that uh, headline is "It Gets Scary." Neighbors say these Bay, Bay Area ghost kitchens are out of control. And so you know, just rehashing what we've talked about as ghost kitchens. The idea here is that um, you know you buy something on Uber Eats or Instacart. 
uh, and you, you want to, you order a meal, but it doesn't really come from a, um, a restaurant that you could go get a meal at, or it might be a restaurant that you recognize, but it's being made at a ghost kitchen where they're, they're only making food for takeout, um, and, or not takeout or for, for delivery. And so this, this article, we're not going to go through the whole thing, but I, this was one of the more like interesting articles I read over the, the weekend, um, uh, last, you know, I guess like, a few days ago was just like the immense like issue that, that San Francisco is having as it relates to this, this article of like just how busy it is with people, delivery cars coming in and out of these kitchens, which I never really thought about. Right. Like I always yeah. think about it as the, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things going on in these centralized ghost kitchens and you've got people that might be moving from one of the kitchens to another. And, and you know, according to some folks that, that we've talked about this, that that is the case where, you know, you might work for the ghost kitchen unit and you, but you might be preparing foods for like five different brands and, right. and, and you've got different jobs to, based on what the orders are. And so it's kind of complicated. And then also like allergens are, you know, potentially issues shared. Um, you, I, I talked to one of our colleagues who runs a, a food safety for like a big fast food restaurant uh, chain. And she was mm -hmm. like, we, we don't like some of our franchisees are using these, uh, but they might not have the ability to clean and sanitize or like deal with allergens between shared use pieces of equipment. And, and at least we there might be 12 different standard operating procedures because there's 12 different brands that are all using the same piece of equipment. Like it's just, mm. it's super, super complicated. So I always think about it from the inside, but then when I saw this picture, I was like, Oh, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of outside you know issues as well with, with ghost kitchens. Um, so anyway, what we've mentioned the picture a few times, we'll link to this in show notes. So you might be able to see it, but it's like, I don't know, 50 car delivery cars that are all coming in and out of this ghost kitchen. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not clear from the picture which are the delivery cars, but it's basically kind of a, a bit of a traffic jam, right? Um, yeah. For sure. And the neighbors are complaining, so. Yeah. So I thought this was an interesting uh, um, issue. So a quote from the article, Jeremy Leeds, who lives near the ghost kitchen, said the business has made the area more dangerous for biking. Yep. Families with young kids frequently use <clears throat> Adeline's bike lanes to ride to and from school. Double parking, delivery drivers from food and wholesaler trucks forces cyclists out into the traffic lane and creates blind spots for cyclists and motorists alike. So, I mean, this is a, we'll save this for our other show, Don, but mm. um, ghost kitchens, risky. <laughs> for bikers. For bike riders, especially. For bike riders, yeah. Um, All right. And then there was, uh, we had some feedback that I wanted to get to. Mm -hmm. Oh, so... Um, Okay, we did an episode of um, Risky or Not about mm -hmm. that came to us from um, uh, a listener to the show named Robert, and so we'll link to this this episode in show notes. Um, but Robert talked about this this thing that he would do. Well, he didn't do, but his, he he sat idly by while his mm -hmm. friends um, tried to hide pieces of scrambled eggs, yes. sausage, yes. or dinner foods in IHOP syrup. And a couple of people reached out to us um, and highlighted something that we didn't talk about, which is is definitely um, a risk, and that's allergens. And I I didn't think about it during the episode, but like if you if you're like even if yep. there's no food safety risk, but you're allergic to eggs, now all of a sudden you've got this like egg protein that's in this syrup that you're pouring out. There is an allergen potential for sure. 
Oh um, yeah, for sure. And we totally missed that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Props to props to Chris, listener, Chris, um, who emailed us to call that out. Yeah. And that came to us from emailer, Chris, and then someone hit us up on Twitter uh, with that same, with the same message. idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like uh, from Megan uh, at Turkey runner on uh, at Turkey runner seven twelve uh, on, on the X um, uh, Megan writes, I agree. This one is risky, but what about allergens as a consideration for us? It was like, yep, totally. That's a good, that was a miss for us. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, what else, what else we got going on? I not have not looked in the, in the folder. Do we have any? Oh, well, I have, I have a, a, a few things. Let me hold on. Let me just get Megan's. Oops. Want to get Megan into show notes here? What how can I do that? Um, I'll copy the link and then I'll paste that there. Okay. So yeah, and this is not really food. It's sort of quasi food safety related. So um, we and 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 I think we've talked about Jenny's ice cream before. Yeah. Um, and I ordered some, um, uh, and it arrived, and the uh, dry ice was melted. Ooh. And the pints were not frozen at all. Like I could squish them from the sides and it would squish in as, as hard as I wanted to push with my fingers. Were they cool? I, I, like, or were they? Uh, they were cool. Yes. They were cool to the touch. Um, I don't think they were a food safety risk, um, yeah. but they were. And again, and, and in their packaging, um, they, they say something, uh, they have some sort of really, you know, very, you know, uh, well-written and clear guarantee and it was clear, uh, yeah. So it was it was really clear that it, the ice cream was not the way that they wanted it to be received. And so I, I sent them a message, got an email right back. Uh, Thank you for bringing this to our attention. I'm sorry about the state of the shipment. The pints arrived on time, so the dry ice should have been intact. Um, was the outside, and I love this, was the outside of the orange box damaged at all? Was it delivered right side up? This information is helpful to get back to our transportation team. Oh my gosh, yes, you're right. Um, it turns out the orange box was not damaged and it was delivered right side up on our porch and I literally brought it inside within a matter of minutes. So it's not like it sat on our porch. Now, wh whether the the it was right side up during the whole time UPS had it, who knows, right? <clears throat> And uh, and so and uh, Dina, who's emailing me from Jenny, says, uh, uh, since your delivery was received in less than perfect condition, uh, more than happy to send a replacement or I could give you a refund. I'm like, thanks. We'll just take a refund for right now. Um, uh, and then she says, hey, I, I issued the refund request. And in fact, I got a notification even before I got her message. And I just I sent her a message back, said, hey, thank you so much for your quick response. Um, I really appreciate how focused you are on quality and customer experience, because I really oh. think I really appreciate customers that are uh, companies that are focused on that. And yeah. I said, we'll definitely be ordering from you again. And we're going to share words with friends and family. I did not mention that I have a podcast that I was going to talk about on the podcast, but Hey, shout out to Jenny's ice cream. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, nice. And then here's the thing. And this, this got me right in my feels, Ben. Um, Jenny writes, one of our main missions at Jenny's is to make people feel loved through the power of ice cream. And I she see. said, I am so glad that you, you could share in that mission with us. And the gift was received. So, and the gift was received so well. Oh my gosh. Ice cream love. Ice cream love. is. I, I, I Yeah. See, and that is, that is a company who at least that one person um, really believes that mission. So here's the thing, folks. 
we don't have sponsors on the show. Um, we have people that regularly ask us for product placement and stuff, and we tell them no. Um, but I want to say, um, if if you're so inclined, um, order some Jenny's ice cream. Um, and because yeah. they seem to be a really good company and they have amazing ice cream. Um, I, if, if it ever comes back, I high as weird as it sounds, I highly recommend the everything bagel ice cream. It is, it will blow your mind, but they have really good ice creams and, huh. um, they stand behind their quality. So I, I just want to give a nice shout out to Jenny's and everything bagel ice cream. I will try that. Yeah. Um, that sounds, that, that sounds delightful and is right in my um, wheelhouse of weird, not weird, but like uh, surprising flavors of ice cream. Uh, one of my one of my favorite ice creams that I've had um, that that I can remember in the last decade or so is uh, popcorn ice cream with mm. a yeah, yeah like a corn sweet corn flavor with a little like caramel um, popcorn crunch inside of so good so good. Hey, um, I, I want can I read you some headlines? Uh, please do. Okay, just just like just wait for me to get through all the headlines. Okay. And okay. then I'm going to, okay. it's, it's a game. Okay? Okay. okay. And the game is what's the next headline. Okay. Oh, oh so like here we go. Game. Headlines. Um, knifing suspect in custody, Dublin officials, calm rioters, hostages released aid arrives as ceasefire begins. Georgia man dies on Beaufort pet smart roof Tuesday, two men injured after Thanksgiving shooting in Burton. Um, What's the next headline, Ben? Oh gosh. Um it, uh, it, it feels like that it might be about an in, an incident. Nope. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, it is a sort of, I guess you could you could you could say that. Uh, uh oh, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh but, but, Podcaster, NC State Food Scientist co-host food safety podcasts. Oh my god! So this is yeah. uh, this is uh, this is uh, our our good friend David um, sent us um, uh, some snippets from the Island Packet, so uh, which is a uh, a local newspaper, um, which uh, from Hillhead. From Hillhead yeah. scrapes news from other organizations apparently, and and managed to scrape the wonderful article by our good friend and colleague Hannah Raskin for the food section, um, and just basically reprints verbatim, excuse me, verbatim um, that article from from Hannah's uh, website, which we will we will uh, do our very best to link to uh, because that is uh, a wonderful headline and uh, uh, like which it's like the Sesame Street thing, you know, uh, which which one of these things is not like the others. <laughs> That would be uh, yours. That's so funny. I could not have guessed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 you know, Don. The way that the things work is when send, people send us stuff, I'm like, oh, am I in it? And then I only focus on that. So great job on uh, <laughs> placing that into into context with all of the other terrible things that are happening in the world. In the world, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The island packet. I when I saw this, I was like, what island? Where am I famous? And it's we're yeah. big in Hilton Head, which I, I'll tell you, I love Hilton Head. So. Um, uh, hopefully this gets me a free, like a free meal, uh, next time I visit Hilton head. Uh, and Could it's be. a, it's a fun picture of me at the state fair holding, uh, uh, canned corn and, uh, looks like peaches. Um, so, oh yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Uh, nice. There was one other. Oh, okay. So I want to go back and ask you something. 
uh, about like go, your Jenny's thing maybe reminded me of something that one of my friends who I play hockey with told me about yesterday. Um, and have you, did, uh, well, first of all, I, I didn't ask you about your Thanksgiving. How was your, how was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? Um, good. Um, um, my in-laws have switched from watching Fox news to watching Newsmax. So I guess Ooh. that's, that's not good, but that's, um, yeah, it was okay. Um, we, um, my, my, my father-in-law did ask me, um, some opinions about, um, what's going on in Gaza, uh, cause mm-hmm. he wanted to hear what the colleges thought about that. What, what are the colleges? What are the colleges saying? <laughs> well, what I said, Ben, uh, I, I think killing people is bad. So we should all stop killing each other. Right. I think that yeah. would be a good, that'd be a good, um, that'd be a good thing for us to work on. So oh, good, good. How did, but no, we had, we had a delightful holiday, uh, visited my wife's family, uh, briefly visited my fam- family for a little bit longer time. Uh, my son and his, uh, new wife uh, were able to visit. And so we, they had a nice visit. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was, an, it was, it was nice. Traffic was good. Uh, weather was good. It was all good. Did you have turkey with all the fixins? We had turkey at my in-laws. Um, we did not have turkey at my family's. I think because they didn't make turkey. We did order Indian food um, oh, that's one nice. night, which was good. Oh my! And my sister-in-law made um, enchiladas at my mom's house, which was good. Uh, we ate at Moosewood, which is always good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So no, it was it was good, but I did I did have some turkey uh, at my at my uh, wife's family. Okay, so um, how did the and I've already told you a little bit about my turkey story, but how do you did you inquire about how the turkey got there? Not no. this is not a not a trick question. Not like a no, I didn't like, like he, he walked. <laughs> the origin of turkey is not <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. So um. One of my friends, uh, who who, uh, well, I'll, I'll say his name. his name is Vance. Um, Vance and I had a conversation uh, yesterday at hockey, and he asked me something that I was not prepared for, because um, I'd never heard of this. But I'm going to send you an article about it. Okay. Um, and it makes sense. Uh, but he asked me whether I had um ordered my turkey online. Hmm. And, okay. and, and I did not, you know, I, like I said, okay. I, I went to a grocery store and then I, he it, it gave me a little story, but, but I'll, I, I'll, we'll link to this article in Forbes from a couple of, uh, well, I guess last month or I guess about the best places to order a Turkey online and avoid the holiday okay. rush. I never thought about this, right? Like I yeah. never, so, so there are multiple places you can go. Uncle, un, uncle Ray's fried turkeys. You can go to Williams Sonoma, <laughs> uh, fossil farms, uh, Wait, is Uncle grass- Ray sending fried turkeys to people? Well, it's unclear. So this, okay, it seems like you can get. Um, th- this one is fried, but then it's refrozen, maybe. Okay. Yeah, a bird hmm. will be shipped to you frozen, and just needs to be thawed and reheated in time okay. for your event. Okay. So anyway, um, Vance's Vance's family had a turkey that um was was frozen that was shipped to them and, okay. and vance tells me and you know good good luck finding you know doxing vance but vance tells me um the the turkey just came in a box frozen okay he said no nothing no ice packs oh no uh dunnage as they say no dunnage well, so there might have been some dumb dunnage because the dunnage okay. is at the 
That that's the filler. Click the filler. Yeah, paper there, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He said there was some dunnage. Said that like like an Amazon box where you where you've got the plastic that's filled with air. Yep. Like that. Yep. That, that. Okay. That, that like, helps. That helps. Yeah. Um. And I was like, was there dry ice? He goes, nope. Like ice packs, no gel packs, no, no water. And I'm like, what did it was? It, was it well? And was it frozen when it arrived? Well, and see, so here's the thing. This goes back. Your Jenny's conversation reminded me of this. Mm. He goes, it was squishy. He and mm. I'm like, was it cool? He goes, yeah, I guess so. Right? Like he wasn't. He was not very committed. Committal. Uh, committed uh, to saying, mm. um, yeah, it was. It felt like it was refrigerated. Yeah. And so, so he he was like, I this is Vance. I I ain't eating that. He's he's like, there's no way that I'm gonna eat that thing. He's like, my friend Ben would not let me eat that turkey. So, um, and I was like, maybe maybe I would. I actually wanted to talk to you about it. Like, if that happened, he was like, I, they didn't know where it was shipped from, how long it had been in uh in you know in UPS. Uh, whether like he said, it showed up in a UPS box. So, mm. um, you know, maybe it was overnight, but he was like, it was still frozen in the middle, but the outside was, was squishy and, you know, not refrigerated cool, but cool. Um, and so it was like, interesting. And first of all, I never thought about it. Um, and I don't know what I would have done. Like, would you, oh, I, yeah. if it was, if it was still frozen on the inside, uh, and, and I, Again, if it was me, I would have. I, sh I should have done this with the Jenny's ice cream. I should have should have taken the temperature. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I. But again, I just I squished it. I could tell it wasn't it wasn't solid frozen. And I've had I've had quality product from them before, and it shows up rock rock hard. And there's and there's still dry ice left. Um, <clears throat> I would I would have eaten it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't eat it raw, but I would have cooked. Because right, here's right. the thing, Ben: if it's still yeah. frozen on the inside, it's it's got to be really close to freezing on the outside, right? Because of yeah. the whole physics of the thing, and we talked about this ad nauseum, and this was part of the Washington Post article, et cetera. Right. So, right. I, yeah, I would, I would have, I would have eaten it. Yeah, I would have, I would have not. And again, I would have cooked it, of course, but I, I wouldn't have been super worried. And again, if if I had had and you got to with the UPS. I know with UPS, they tell you when it shipped and when you got it. So you could figure, okay, that's the worst case time. And then you could look at the temperature and you could, again, if you were me, you could say, okay, well, it arrived at 45 and it was shipped two days right. ago. So what's the growth rate of salmonella at 45 over two days? It's zero. Or even if it arrived at 50, like what's the growth rate of salmonella at 50 over two days? It's, it's, not zero, but probably destroyed by adequate cooking. So I, yeah, I would not be super worried. I mean, again, this that's a it's a that is a very specific answer to a very specific question. Um, but yeah, in that particular with with those parameters as you've described it, I'm not I'm not really super worried about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Now. Like thinking about it, it it just never occurred to me that someone would ship a frozen turkey in a box without oh, yeah. Yeah, without yeah. any like cooling mechanism um at all well and the maybe cooling, that's the cooling mechanism is the turkey is, right is the turkey yeah yeah and it's big and, and it's a large it's a that's a large cold thermal mass or whatever the opposite of frozen masses I, I think you could do it uh yeah I, you, you know it would be it would be interesting problem if i was a, and certainly i would have put yeah you would have to think about like what because again with the jenny's ice cream it's in a box but it's inside styrofoam and the the throat the dry ice oh and the other thing that again with the jenny's is they wanted to know if it was, if it, if it was, because it has an arrow on it saying this end up, 
and I and the dry ice is on top of the ice cream, and I suppose oh. heat rises, so cold falls. So yeah. the idea is it has to be this side up for the dry ice to stay on top of the ice cream. Um, there's not really something equivalent with with a turkey if it's just the right. frozen turkey. But I would I would think very carefully about what I would use as dunnage. I would you know obviously companies can do experiments and and figure it out there. But here's the other thing, and again, and Bill Holman famously called this out um, in in his research with um, um, Sandra whose last name is escaping me at Tennessee state, uh, Godwin. Um, Sandy, Sandy Godwin, Sandy Godwin, um, yep. that, uh, you know, you should, it should come with directions and it should indicate what to do if it's, you know, not frozen or whatever. Right. So, so shame on the company for not doing a better job for sure. Right. Right. Getting to what's his name? Rusty. Uh, Vance, Vance, Rusty, Vance. Rusty, okay. I think, I think you're thinking of rusty Vance. Uh, rusty Vance. <laughs> rusty Vance. I think that I feel like Rusty Vance is someone. I just looked. It's a guy. It's a guy who works for uh, Pacific Gas and Electric Company. I found him on LinkedIn. Rusty oh, Vance seems like a character that I would probably come across. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, shout out to Rusty Vance. Shout out to Rusty at Vance. PSCNG. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah. So today, today's <laughs> we'll show is brought to you by our two sponsors. We'll link to him in show notes for reasons yeah. that. Well, but only uh, probably only puzzled him. Yeah. yeah. He can listen um, to the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, our two sponsors of today's uh, podcast, uh, Jenny's Ice Cream and Rusty Vance, the uh, dress, director of transmission system inspections at uh, um, P, 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 G, and E, C. Oh, you know, one one more thing I do want to talk out about today. Um, and again, thanks to our listeners who are the best. This comes from listener Monica, who listened to our Risky or Not talking about like uh, wanting to post to multiple sites. And uh, Monica emailed me about this site called Fedica, oh. um, F-E-D-I-C-A, and it lets us do that. And so I have started posting risky or nots to Fedica and then, oh. and then LinkedIn linked all of my other sites, including LinkedIn. And I think it's, we're getting like good engagement, right? Uh, because now people are, are reaching out on LinkedIn and anyway, so apologies if you are getting, if you're annoyed by my way I'm using social media, I'm doing it wrong. Um, but I, I think Fedica is pretty cool and it's got a paid version and a free version and the free version meets our needs. So I'm, I'm in on Fedica for now. All right, perfect. Good. I'll check out some Fedica and then I'll have to sign up for those other things. If I do <laughs> or not. Or not. Yeah, I might I might not. Well, you have a you uh, have LinkedIn, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I mean you could, you could you could link your LinkedIn. Nominal nominally I do. I did I posted something there for the first time ever recently. <laughs> um yeah. Oh, pretty... that reminds me. That reminds me I need to post on LinkedIn about the people we're looking for for jobs. Oh yeah, you um, got three positions in, in, in my department, so we will uh we will link to those uh to those three uh job postings as well. Go yeah, and everybody who's looking for jobs in the world of food science, um, go go check out, go work with Don. That's what it should say in your headlight. Come work with me, come work, come work with Don uh, at, at Rutgers University. I saw those postings; they look good. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to having some high quality uh, candidates. Yeah, cool. Well, I think that's a show. I think I hit all my stuff. You hit all your stuff. We're yeah. uh, yep. Here we are. Uh okay, well I'll talk talk to you soon. Bye. 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 
<laughs> you had to outlast me. It's good. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so now we get into some scheduling fun, some scheduling stuff. Yeah. So I still have not posted the last episode, so yep. I suck. Yep. Um, yeah, you're busy. You're busy, but, Well, something. So, something. so what is what is good? Um, I could do uh, two weeks from today on the fifteenth, but you, uh, I'm trying to stay away from Fridays with you, right? Because you get things get a little messy. Yeah, and and that is a better Friday. Um, but I still do have meeting with my students, and that actually is I've one of the, my decisions as department chair was to do fewer, better faculty meetings, and that is a day of a faculty meeting, and so it yeah. needs to be a better faculty meeting. So I really need to have my my uh, head on that. So okay, yeah. Well, we don't need to, we could stay away from that. So what about um, I could do the Monday the eighteenth wide open. Okay, let's do um. 9 till 11 a.m. Perfect. Okay. And then that would give us like our, that'll be our holiday special. And then we would, because we do that. Um, And then we would go to, like, I'll be away. And then we'll come back the first week of January. Great. I was going to tell you, I had this great idea about a guest. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to try and track down. Okay. So um, remember I did this TV show uh, like a while ago where uh, a barbecue competition. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I talked a little bit about it. So, so I follow the showrunner on Instagram and he was really cool to hang out with and kind of got food safety. Like he was the one who, who was like, we need to have someone who does food safety on this show. Right. 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 Um, and I think his, like, if I remember correctly, his, his wife or his spouse was, is a food writer. And so he was kind of like, oh, nice. a, yeah, like knew our In, world adjacent. a little bit. Yeah. 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 So, so he has, um, I gotta find it here. Okay. So I, 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 I got seminar in 15 minutes um, yeah, yeah. and I do need to do a little setup for that, but I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, well, so, okay. So I'll tell you two seconds. He, okay. him and his wife just opened a, like a coffee shop restaurant. He's like left the world of making TV. Oh, wow. And I thought it would be really interesting to talk to him like from both perspectives. Like oh, you're yeah. now a food oh. entrepreneur. Yeah. And so I, I'm going to reach out to him and I don't know if we can get him on for that one. Yeah, but let's uh, get him but, on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he just, And he was super cool to talk, talk to. Um, yeah. So, all right, good. I'm going to try and, yeah, I'm going to try and find him. Cool. All right, cool. All right, that's it. So I think I got everything I need. All right. Uh, show notes uh, in. Um, uh, uh, let's make that a, a markdown file. MD uh, are there. Um, Perfect. Yeah. So uh, ready, ready for posting when you can. Awesome. All right. I will. Uh, I will do that, and I will talk to you later. All right. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.